welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. Hello, hello. Yes, and welcome to another episode of Unstuck Your Life with Pamela Hughes. I am your host, Pamela Hughes, and today... Today, I'm going to be talking about the difference between self-confidence and confidence. Because if you're like most folks, you might use these terms like interchangeably, but in reality, they really are quite different. So in this episode, I'm going to explore what each term means and why self-confidence is absolutely essential in order to succeed. To succeed at whatever it is you want at life, to succeed at business, to succeed at being the mom you want to be, succeed at having the relationships you want to have, succeed at just having the life that you want. Self-confidence is critical to success, but so is confidence, but there's a big difference between the two. So I'm going to clear up some confusion on these terms as well as maybe debunk, if you will, I kind of like that word, debunk, some common myths and misconceptions about these topics, all right? And we're also going to help you out there in building your own self-confidence, because you can do that. You can absolutely do that, and I'm going to teach you how. So let's start off with what is confidence. There's a difference between self-confidence and confidence. So let's just start with confidence. Well, confidence really is the belief in your abilities and your skill. And confidence usually comes from experience. I want you to think about it this way. How confident are you in walking? Like, are you confident that you can get out of bed and walk to the bathroom? Or are you confident that you can walk to the mailbox or walk down the hallway? Chances are you got a lot of confidence in your ability to do that unless you've been through some sort of trauma or disability, but chances are you're pretty confident in walking otherwise, right? Why? Well, you got a lot of experience doing it. You've got a heck of a lot of experience just walking. Like you've been walking all day. You know how to walk. What about maybe uh, putting on your pants? How confident are you in putting on pants? Probably pretty confident. Why? Because you got decades of experience in putting on your pants. If some morning you get up and, you know, you kind of trip over and you fall flat on your face, you're not like, oh, there we go. I don't know how to put on pants anymore. I'm never going to wear pants again in my life. No, you're pretty confident. You just kind of pick yourself back up. Hope nobody saw you fall over, right? But you just get up and you put your pants back on. Why? Because you have confidence in your ability to do so. You've done it for so long. And that's where confidence comes from. It is the belief in your ability and skill. And it comes from specific situations and how well you've performed. That's really what this is. But how confident are you in public speaking? Well, if you don't do it all that often, you're probably not confident at all in it. In fact, it might freak you out. In fact, it freaks most people out. I love public speaking. Nothing like a stage for me, but I also spent years doing it. I've got a lot of experience doing it. How confident are you in maybe like driving on the freeway? Well, if you do it every day like I did for some 20 years, you're probably pretty confident in doing it. But if you live in a rural community or if you avoid the freeway and you never take them, then you're probably nervous to drive on one. You don't have a lot of confidence in it. What about like shooting a gun? How confident are you in shooting a gun? 
Well, if you're in the military, if you're a police officer, if you're someone who goes to the range regularly, or you're a hunter, you're going to have a lot more confidence than someone who has never touched a gun. Experience is what breeds confidence. So like a Major League Baseball player, for instance, is going to have a heck of a lot more confidence hitting a 90-mile-per-hour fastball than a kid in junior high. Why? You guessed it. It's experience. We're confident when we have a ton of evidence to prove that we are good at something. We're good at walking, putting on our pants, maybe public speaking or hitting a fastball, whatever it is. If you have a ton of evidence to prove to yourself that you're good at it, then chances are you're confident in it. And that's different than self-confidence. Because self-confidence, on the other hand, is all about how you feel about yourself. What you think of your worth, your value as a person. It has a lot less to do with the actions you're taking and more to do with the thoughts you're thinking about you. Self-confidence is more internal than external. And it cannot be measured by your performance in a specific situation. Where self-confidence comes from taking that action over and over and over again. Self-confidence comes from your thoughts, what you think about yourself over and over and over again. So if that little voice in your head is constantly telling you, you're not good enough. You don't know enough. Hey, you're just not enough well, then it makes absolute sense that your self-confidence is low. Now, you can retrain that little voice. You can retrain it to say things like, keep going. Just try. You can do it. Figure it out. You always do. You're smart. Just take the next step. You are worthy. You're wonderful. You do that, then your self-confidence is going to skyrocket. What I find really interesting about this whole topic is how we tend to have more self-confidence when we're kids. I mean, go back to when you were young. Think about all the sports you tried growing up. Some of them you might have been good at, others you might have failed miserably at. But like if the next door kid came over and asked you to shoot hoops, you're like, all right, I have no idea how to do it, but I'm in, let's go. You know, softball, baseball, whatever it may be, you you may not have known how to even throw a ball or play volleyball or anything along those lines. But if you had other kids doing it, you're like, all right, let's go. Let's see what happens. We'll figure it out. You may never have played an instrument in your life. But if you're like me, in third grade, a music teacher started like introducing you to the flute, the French horn, clarinets, oboes, trumpets, saxophone, drums, whatever it was. And they're like, hey, you want to play one? And you're like, heck yeah, I do. Let's do it. Yeah, when we're young, we have that kind of self-confidence to just go for it. Why? Because we think it'll be fun. Other kids who had no idea how to play the oboe or saxophone were doing it. And you weren't afraid of being the only one who didn't know how to do it. So you did it. But when we get older, we tend to lose that kind of self-confidence, that belief in ourselves. As we grow up, we start taking fewer risks and we judge ourselves more. You know... (laughs) I've, I've fallen into this trap, I guess you can say, many times in my life where as an adult, I've thought like, well, I should already know how to do this. And if I don't know how to do this and everybody else seems to know how to do this, then I'm going to look stupid if I try. And nobody wants to look stupid. So what, what happens? We don't even try. 
We think we should already know how to do something. If we don't know how to do it and other people know how to do it, we don't even try. But why do you think you should already know how to do it? How do you think those people learned how to do it? They tried. They went after it. You know, several years ago, I I wanted to give myself a new challenge. And so I had this brilliant idea to to do a triathlon. Oh, yep. I, you know, I, I had already ran a half marathon in my life and I could bike, you know, like biking wasn't the issue, but swimming, I could swim. I mean, like if I fell, fell out of a boat, I could swim, right? I had a swimming pool my entire life. I could swim, but the whole like efficiently swimming, swimming for, for a race, like proper technique I didn't have. So I had to learn. And I actually went to a swim class. And man, I'm going to tell you, even when I even say it out loud, I feel like I'm, you know, five years old, like I've got my swim class tonight. But no, I think it was 35 at the time. And I went to this class and it was full. It was full of adults who swam competitively in high school or college or whatever it was. But needless to say, they weren't choking on water and gasping for air every single time they went down the length of the pool like I was. But I showed up. I was nervous, but I showed up. Why? Because I was like, I'm worth it. I want to do this. I'll figure it out. And so I did. Self-confidence comes from your thoughts. And I don't know if you know this. I don't know if anybody has clued you in on this, but I, I, got, a little, I got a little secret for you here. Every thought is optional. <laughs> Every thought out there is optional. You don't have to think anything you don't want to. Did you know that? You can think whatever the hell you want to. This is usually the time where people will say, well, Pamela, that's delusional. And I'd say, honey, you're already delusional. When you think all of those crazy negative thoughts about yourself, that's delusional. But that's the delusion that feels like crap. Pick the delusion that feels better. Why not? You get to do it. You get to decide what you think about you. And that decision alone, my friend, is what is going to determine your self-confidence. Self-confidence comes from self. It comes from you. And, you know, there are a lot of misconceptions and myths about confidence and self-confidence. And I think one of the most common ones that I encounter is this belief that either you have it or you don't. You either have confidence or self-confidence or you don't. And my friend, I'm going to tell you right now, that's not true. Everyone, everyone, and you have the potential to develop confidence and self-confidence. It just takes practice. Just like it took practice for you to walk. It took practice for you to learn how to put on your pants. It took practice for you to learn how to play the clarinet. Oh my goodness, that was bad in the third, fourth grade. Bless my parents' hearts for putting up with that for so long. It took time for me to learn how to swim without choking on water and feeling like I'm going to drown. But you know what? You can develop it by doing. Confidence comes from doing, getting the reps in. And most of you know that uh, I was in broadcasting for about 20 years. I was a news reporter. I was an anchor. And when I left the industry, I was one of just a handful of female talk show hosts in the country. 
I wasn't just at like the top of my game, but I was also among the like top female talk show hosts in the country. But I didn't start off that way. In fact, one month into my first real paying gig as a radio reporter, guess what happened? 9-11? Yeah. September 11th, 2001 was my third week on the job. Our country was attacked by Al-Qaeda and in four coordinated terrorist attacks that took place in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and I had to cover it. I have the tapes, like the cassette tapes, you know, like the, the like little cassette tapes. I've got the cassette tapes of my news reports and my newscasts from that day. And I've listened to them. In fact, I've played them back for my daughter, which has been like a really trippy kind of experience. And I listen back to them. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm proud of those reports. I am proud of that work. I'm proud of what I produced in the midst of that chaos and that confusion and like just the crazy emotions that were going on not only that day, but for the weeks and months to come. But I also wasn't going to win any awards for that coverage because I was new. I was figuring it out. I had had very little experience at that point in time of my career. And that kind of coverage, it, it, like, it doesn't hold a candle to the news reports and the coverage that I did of the Las Vegas shootings in 2017. Why? Well, because I had 16 years of experience. This was 16 years later. I had covered a lot of breaking news. I had covered the biggest stories this country and sometimes the world had seen at that point in time. That was all under my belt. I knew how to navigate it. In those 13 years, I learned. I got the reps in. I failed. I grew. I, I figured it out. I figured out what worked, what didn't. I kept going. And that, that is what brought the confidence, my experience. But while fresh out of college in 2001, I didn't have a lot of confidence as a journalist. I did have a fair amount of self-confidence. I didn't have a ton of experience, but I did have belief in myself, probably a little bit more than most people do at the age of 23. I believed in me. Enough so that I, you know, left my friends and the life that I had created in Arizona to take a job in western Wisconsin where I didn't know a soul. I did it. I believed in me. And it wasn't without, you know, self-judgment and some self-doubt. Yeah, I beat myself up a bit when I screwed things up, which was inevitable because I didn't have the experience. But I did give myself grace. I realized that, you know what, I'm new. And I was there to learn and grow, not just about broadcasting, but about myself. So I cut myself some slack. And that's where I'm kind of inviting you to do the same. Because if you do that, that is where your confidence is going to grow. Because if you want to gain confidence, get out there and do the reps. Get out there and take that action. That is how you're going to build confidence. If you want to gain self-confidence, then you got to stop being an asshole to yourself. You have to stop with the bullying inside of your brain. Because when you choose to believe in yourself and you choose to think about yourself in a way that serves you instead of hurts you, then you're more likely to take the risks, to try new things, to pursue that dream. I mean, other than that, <laughs> right? Seems like a pretty good place to, to put some work in. Because without that self-confidence, then you're probably going to hold yourself back. 
You're not going to take the opportunity. You're not going to take that risk. You're not going to reach that full potential or capacity of what you're capable of. So this is where I invite you to decide what you're going to think about yourself. Decide. You get to decide. You, no one else. Self-confidence. It's not parent confidence or husband confidence or kid confidence or boss confidence. It's self-confidence. It is your confidence. It doesn't come from anybody else but you. Mm. Believe in yourself. Think that you're amazing. When I offer that to some people, they're like, oh, but Pamela, that is so arrogant. I don't want to be arrogant. I don't want you to be arrogant. Don't be arrogant. Thinking you're better than everyone else. That is arrogance. That is not self-confidence. Arrogance is thinking you're better than everyone else. Self-confidence doesn't require you to put anyone else down to lift yourself up. It just requires you to believe in yourself. Generate those thoughts that are going to create that self-confidence. Like self-confidence is the ability to believe in yourself. You don't have to put anyone down in order to lift yourself up. Arrogance is the very act of putting others down so that you can build yourself up. It's the belief that you are better than others. Very different. Confidence is believing in yourself. Arrogance is putting others down so that you look better. See the difference? Like it's an important distinction to make. So let that go. Self-confidence is not arrogance. Because chances are you know someone who's self-confident and you are drawn to them. And you probably know someone who's arrogant and you are repelled by them. Very different. Okay, so now that like I got off my soapbox there and we've got that all figured out, you're probably wondering, okay, well, how can you develop confidence and self-confidence? Well, confidence comes from the reps. So you just got to get out there and do it. You just got to start. Wherever you are is perfectly fine and it is okay to be new. It is okay to start something out and not know what you're doing, to figure it out. It's okay to make mistakes. Start. Where you will hold yourself back is if you don't even take the first step. The first step for me in learning how to swim like properly was researching classes. The second step was signing up for one. The third step was actually going to one. The fourth step was hopping in that pool and sucking down way too much of overchlorinated water. But you just start. And the more you do it, the next step and the next step and the next step and the next rep and the next rep and the next rep, that's where you will build that confidence. Self-confidence, that first step, it's self-reflection. It's so important for you to understand where your lack of self-confidence comes from and what's triggering it. And the best way I know how to do that is through journaling. Yep, through journaling. And I'm sure some of you right now are like, ugh, not journaling. I don't want to journal. But the reason why I recommend it so much is because it is a science-backed way to gain clarity and perspective on yourself in life. It allows you to focus on all these different aspects of your life, which is going to help you recognize your strengths and your accomplishments. And journaling is also really helpful if you're struggling with a lot of negative self-talk and self-doubt, because when you write those things down and you start to challenge them, while you're also writing down your successes and reflecting on how you achieved them, what that'll do is it'll start to change the story that's going on in your brain. 
It'll start to change the thoughts that you're thinking. You'll be able to build more positive, confident self-image. And in essence, that's what's going to turn into self-confidence for yourself. And like, let's go back to not being an asshole to yourself, right? You know, positive self-talk, whatever it is that you want to call it, is so important for building that self-confidence muscle. Because here's the deal. We all have this little voice in our head that can be really mean with those negative thoughts sometimes. You know the one? that I'm, I'm not good enough. I'll never be able to do that. Well, it's time for you to start talking back to that voice and telling it to shut the hell up. It's about replacing those negative thoughts with positive ones. And I'm not just talking about thought swapping, right? This isn't, we're going from, I can't do it to the thought I can do anything. That kind of shit doesn't work. It's not. Why? Because you don't believe you can do it. It's too big of a jump for you. To go from, I can't do it, to I can do it. If you believed you could do it, you would already be doing it. Instead, find a thought that you believe that feels better than, I can't do it. That might be, I might not be able to do it now, but I can learn and improve. Do you believe that? Is that possible? How does it feel to go from, I can't do it, to, I might not be able to do it now, but I can learn and improve? feels a heck of a lot better, doesn't it? There's a big difference in that. And by changing the way that you talk to yourself, you can start to believe in yourself and your abilities. It's important to remember that building self-confidence, it takes time. It takes effort. So do not be so hard on yourself if you've got slip-ups or a bad day. In fact, expect it and then have your back and continue to upgrade that thinking. And it will become easier the more you do it. Remember that like that confidence comes from your belief in your abilities and skills. It comes from the doing and the action. Well, self-confidence is about how you feel about yourself, how you think about yourself, your worth and your value as a person. It comes from you. Both are essential for personal growth and success. And the cool thing is both can be developed with time, effort, and practice. It's all going to take practice, all of it. All right. All right, my friends. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, if you enjoyed it, do me a favor, share it with your friend, share it with a family member, whoever it may be, um, if you think that they're going to get some value out of it. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss any of my episodes. And you know what? Also, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, at Pamela Hughes Coaching with any questions or any feedback that you may have, because I absolutely appreciate you. I appreciate your support. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Unstuck Your Life with Pamela Hughes. Listen, if you're still feeling a little stuck and need a little help right now, wiggling loose, I got you. I put together a guide, a free guide to help you feel better right now. These are simple strategies that you can start today to feel better faster. Just go to fourwaystofeelbetter.com. That's the number four ways to feel better.com. I tell you, these are going to help you slow down, take a breath, gain some perspective and control of what's happening in your life right now. And it's free because we could all use a little help and I'm here to help. Grab it by going to four ways to feel better.com. Again, that's the number four ways to feel better.com and start wiggling loose.